1: right
2: okay. <laughs> corner to corner is live Five, four, three, two, one. Six, 2-1, we're live right here on, that's right, C2CRadioShow.com, and your ears are not deceiving you, your eyes are not deceiving you. Yes, we are back on Spreaker.com. We have made our official return, we are there, we're live. Brian, we're, we're finally on a road that uh, most would consider to be our normal habitat, which is Spreaker.com.
1: I love Spreaker. Because they don't cut me off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it but is I... so damn annoying every time that happens. It's just like... We'll be, and it's only happens every time we had, we actually are in the middle of a conversation. It doesn't happen like when we're actually done. Like when we're ready to be done. It's just, we're, oh, uh, no. We want you to uh, just sit here and look stupid because we're just going to cut you off when you're making, making a point or <laughs> raising a statement. All right, let's You're
1: see. just sounding good, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Rob is unavailable. Skype loves us tonight. <laughs> there he is. He's here. Now he's available. Ta-da! Hello. Hi, Rob. How are you?
3: I'm okay. How are you?
2: Doing all right. We're live, sir. We're live on C2C video Show. We're live, Kyle. Well, I oh, hey. How you holding up, buddy? Doing okay? It's all right. Have the have the wrestling fans of the social media universe, have they worn you down yet?
3: Oh, I just stopped listening to him a long time ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably the healthiest I just listened, recommendation. I just listened
3: to James E. Cornette. That's all.
2: Oh, Jesus. I don't I don't always agree with Jim Cornette. As a matter of fact, I very seldom agree with him. But when I listen to his his opinion of Bray Wyatt's return, I have to say that I felt like it was a really tame reaction comparatively to just how over the top he goes about Kenny Omega and the Bucks and I I wonder if sometimes he's just trying trying to get under all the AEW fans' skin with what he says.
3: He's still mad they didn't give
2: him a good seat at all-out or whatever. So we've got a lot to cover here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to us and you're trying to figure out, get your bearings a little bit, you're on C2CRadioShow.com. We've got a chat room. Feel free to join join the conversation. Send us your thoughts on what did you think of Extreme Rules? What did you think of Battle of the Belts, Dynamite, Rampage from last week? How do you feel about uh, some of the returns that we're going to talk about this week? And uh oh yeah. Looks like uh looks like we've got more to come. And that's uh some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Uh I guess the qu- first question I have for you guys though is is one that's of the utmost importance, especially since Mark Sterling brought us to, brought it to our attention that perhaps people are not doing so well, but how are you guys faring after National Scissoring Day? Mm, I'm too old to scissor. Oh, okay. (laughs) So you avoided it entirely. Rob, how about you, buddy? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. That's okay. That's okay. I think a lot of people are probably scratching their heads on that. National Scissoring Day, of course, was the acclaimed Tag Team Championship celebration where they were celebrating from Washington, D.C. on Dynamite and uh everybody was um asking kung for a daddy to ass to scissor them uh, we, we've had our
1: awkward awkward pause.
2: here we are. we're at that awkward moment. Well, you had said something, and i, I thought you were going to say something else. I was trying uh, to shut up everybody I
1: said was come to fighting, and
2: aha okay see i, I missed that part. <laughs> I didn't hear exactly what you said. Uh, So we did see um, Swerve Strickland come out and uh, basically try to rain on the parade. Uh, Keith Lee isn't officially healed yet, I guess. So we got the slow build towards that when they eventually face off. We've got Swerve this week in AEW's debut in Canada. He's taking on Billy Gunn. I have a feeling poor Billy Gunn or Daddy Ass, as they like to call him, is uh, probably going to get the snot knocked out of him.
1: That's what he well, needs. Oof. Yep. He wasn't at the he wasn't at the uh, DX Jubilation, so well get some get his ass whooped because of it.
2: <laughs> I think Triple H took out a hit on him. Yeah. Turn me down. That's it. <laughs> you're done. Never work in this business again, kid. Well, we're
3: sitting there and they're trying to say, uh, who do we call? And nobody knows because there ain't nobody there.
2: Rob's got a
1: valid point.
3: Although, and I will say, I think
1: Michael's listened to us because he had that cowboy hat pulled down pretty hard. You couldn't see that one lazy eye. <laughs>
2: He's uh, let's just say he's got some issues. <laughs> his, his uh, his he's his cross-eyedness has gotten worse. I saw a picture of him uh posing with uh, Catanzaro and um, Caden Carter the other day, and they were celebrating with the tag titles. And it, I swear, it's Robert Gibson is bad. Okay, Robert Gibson <clears throat> is bad, but Shawn Michaels. Um, I mean, dude, I don't know how. I don't know how he wakes up in the morning and goes down the steps to get, you know, to get ready for work or something because uh, uh, it's bad. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, and, mm, it, mm. and he's my favorite. That's the problem. I, I What am I supposed to turn my back on him because he can't see straight? Apparently you just did. I know.
3: You took his disability and made fun of it.
2: Oh, I, hey, hey, that's, yeah. I would never do that. I, I didn't say anything. Mm. I didn't do it. I don't care what anybody says, especially you guys. I, I i didn't do it. It wasn't me.
3: Why would you care what we think? You never have? All right, Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, I got uh, no way with it, one of you pesky kids. Uh, okay so we got a lot of things to cover a lot of ground to cover aew was in washington dc extreme rules was in philly battle of the bets battle of the bets damn it battle of the belts four took place uh right after rampage so we got a lot of ground to cover um let's look at the highlights from dynamite we start off before dynamite really even gets off often running with word that Andrade and Sammy Guevara got into it before showtime punches were thrown and the first original story was both both men were sent home about halfway through the show we find out that was not true that it was Andrade that started and was the aggressor and was sent home meanwhile Sammy Guevara keeping himself in the main event
1: And getting the pinfall.
2: Yes, yes. Now, Sammy um, in the main event here was just booed vociferously. Yeah, that's a word. Uh, Just the crowd hated him. Now, Andrade being the aggressor here, but I'm thinking that perhaps fans just really didn't know, especially at that point of the uh, main event. Brian, do you think Andrade would have had a more favorable reaction had he come out and worked Wednesday night? No, they just hate Sammy. So you think this was actual heat, not the internet yeah. radio <laughs> yeah. Sammy is like all the way up. Yeah.
1: Up the fans' booties, you know what I'm saying? As far as like he's almost he's almost like reaching MJF level. You know what wow. I But that's a hell of a compliment. Well, yeah, but they, they won't like cheer him like they do MJF. They're right. They're just going to keep doing them, you know.
2: Well, MJF's you know? always going to have his devil worshipers. Yeah. Is it bad? Yeah. Is it is it wrong that I think that's a cool term for him giving to his fans?
1: What? Devil <laughs> that he worshipers?
2: calls his fans devil worshipers?
1: <laughs> I mean, he calls himself the devil, didn't he? Right, right.
2: I just think that's a really cool, very unique way of embracing your popularity. You know what I mean? Like most people just kind of ride that wave. Like when Kevin Nash went from heel to face the first time, like way back when he was the bodyguard, Diesel, you know, and he wins the title and suddenly he's like, these fans get it. You know, like he just starts acknowledging them. MJF, he does and he doesn't. Like he calls his fans devil worshipers and then he proceeds to shit on the entire crowd, right? So it's, it's... It's cool. I mean, I think he's embraced it really well, but it's also, uh, well, I guess it speaks volumes. Mm, well, I mean,
1: <clears throat> again, he just he's figured out how to get people to love you and hate you,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, all at the same time, and. I don't, you know, I, I can't believe it's taken taking some this long to to figure that out. Because most of the time, you know, in the past, you didn't you didn't really cheer for the bad guys,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, until they were just bad, but they were so good at it. Flair, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Hogan. You know, The Rock. I don't know if you count Austin in that, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they were just so bad that they were good, but, I mean, this guy's just a straight ass. And we love him for him being an ass. And That's what makes him air ass. You know what I'm
2: saying? Do you think that when he does finally, finally get his opportunity to challenge for the title, when he finally takes advantage and faces Moxley, that they'll boo Mox?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's coming.
2: I mean, (laughs) I'm inclined to think that maybe he could get him to boo in Cincinnati.
1: Ooh, I don't know about Cincinnati now. But, I mean, if they booed Punk in Chicago, they can be That's for sure.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, I just, I just wish they'd hurry up and pull the trigger on. Them. But I guess
2: we'll, we'll get there. Eventually. Yeah, and and they are known, they're infamous for this, right? They consistently do this with the build, like with with uh, Jamie Hader and Brett Baker. That's been my complaint, right? You built and built and built. We finally get to what I thought was the beginning of it, and they're like, eh, no, we're gonna wait a little while." Yeah. This is what it is. I Look know, at man. me using your words against you. Ha ha ha. Take that. Do I? I said I'm using your words against you. Ha ha ha. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say that, didn't I? You did. You did. You said it last week. See, I don't forget things. Much. Okay, I do forget things. But that's not the point.
1: I don't know, man. I, I
2: just... I can't... I can't...
1: I can't wait, right? Because... Like again, now he's at the point where he's he's an air asshole. You right. know what I'm saying? So he's not he's no longer the air asshole. He's air asshole.
2: And I, I still say that by the time he wins the title, it's gonna take somebody, you know, the with the with the force of just like a Ric Flair or no, with like a Hulk Hogan like heel turn to basically turn the fans against him or to turn, you know, I don't know. To, I don't know.
1: The only way the fans turn is if he turns into such a face that he stops doing what he does. You know what I'm I saying? can't
2: see him ever doing that.
1: I, I mean, I won't say won't because, again, Hogan turned bad, right? Right, right. And, and. I mean, eventually somebody's going to probably screw up and try
2: it, right? Because I mean, I, yeah. I, I I was sitting there and I was saying it right, like somebody's going to have to turn the magnitude of Hogan, but I don't know if that's enough. And you know, I, I
1: if he's if he stays healed, mm-hmm. you you don't. I mean, like there's. Uh, Hogan, the Hogan turn isn't going to help you. Yeah, you need the Sting babyface. Oh, gosh, it? yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I just, it's been so long since somebody was this organically, over the top popular. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's ultimately what you need. Is you're going to
1: need, you know. Flare sting, you're gonna to need to have somebody that roll off with MJF.
2: Yeah. I mean
3: is it bad to pull for MJF? I no, mean yeah. I I
1: don't think so, yeah. Yeah, like like I was saying, he's 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 no longer the asshole, he's air asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, like, it's cool now that, that we cheer for him because again, right. he's Eric.
2: Now, would so, you, to that point, would you purchase a devil worshiper t-shirt to show no, your support no. of MJF? No,
1: no, no.
2: I would, I would purchase other t-shirts, but I'm not, I'm not wearing. A <laughs> not devil getting w- one that
3: says devil worshiper. Yeah. <laughs> I is... buy wrestling t-shirts that I know that I would wear outside, uh, yeah, of the wrestling circle.
2: <laughs> right oh, now looking looking at uh, uh shopaew.com There's an MJF t-shirt where it's half We're... his face half the the mask and it says worship me on the uh on the logo I'd be okay with that one just not you know
1: devil worshiping or you know <laughs> I'm the devil okay Right, you know, but worship me, I'm the devil. I that might be
2: that might be at the line for me. So. Now, for the first time in about three weeks, CM Punk is um, showing as top selling on the website again. His again, uh, his unmatched figure. No, Not that clearing them out. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's why, so like yesterday when I texted you and said, hey, found CM Punk, um, there were three of them. I was telling Brian earlier, there were three of them in the store, which up until, I guess this week, you haven't seen shit out of those. Adam Page is all over the damn place, but CM Punk, nowhere to be found. I think you're right. I think it's going to be one of those things where they're like, all right, just ship them all, get them them out of here. I don't think so, because they're still –
1: They're still actually rolling out Cody Rhodes figures.
2: Yeah. Two
1: of them, in fact. Yeah, because you have the ultimate, and then you have
3: the one in the show. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. then you got the one that's coming out
2: in the Mattel line. What are your thoughts on that, by the way, Cody's new WWE figure?
1: Mm, I don't think I've seen it yet.
2: I think... Well-played
3: Cody Rhodes.
2: I mean, you talk about somebody I mean, that's striking while the iron's hot. I'll give you that.
3: And the man is legit selling merch in two different companies. One he doesn't work for, and mm-hmm. one he hasn't been active in.
2: So, hey. Not to mention, he's so, going to be featured in AEW's video game, too.
3: Yeah, and so say what you want about him. And I know there's the diehard AEW people that are like, that's bullshit. <laughs> but he's Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? like, He was kind of like one of the faces when it started. So
4: mm-hmm. he'll be
3: back. I mean, when this WWE runs over, he'll be back. Back where? AEW.
1: No. I don't think so. I think he retires WWE.
3: Depends on how this run goes. You know what I mean. He gets a the title, then he'll he'll be like, "Oh, yep, I'm out." I I
2: well, gotta I gotta agree with Rob there. I think that if he wins the world title, I think as soon as his contract's up after that run, he he heads back. No, I don't. I don't see him because if if
1: if the reasons why he wanted to leave and apparently. Warner Brothers even approached him,
4: mm-hmm.
1: right? So then you know they ponied up money. That didn't keep him. So the the reasons he left had to have been other things. Those other things are probably
2: still going to be there because they're EVPs. Um, he's not going do you, back. Do you think that that was a big role because of what he saw the uh, other members of the elite doing in their roles?
1: No, I mean, he, he I think he... He got mad because his EVP ship got taken from him, whatever. Yeah. Tony offered him money. I think he took his ball and went home. Hmm. Again, when, when the parent company comes to you and says, Hey, what can we do to keep you here?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You probably threw a fit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And again, what 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 could you have thrown a fit about? Oh, I talked myself into not ever getting a world title shot.
2: Right. 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 Books himself into a corner.
1: Yeah, I don't know <laughs> whose brilliant you know, idea that was, but I'm sure it was Cody's. Then you you're no longer EVP, which means you're probably losing some money. Mm-hmm. And then again, maybe the rumors that you'd heard for six months to a year before that they weren't getting along were true.
2: <laughs> what if what if Cody is uh, you know, during his run against Jericho for his one title shot? What if he's campaigning to to become champion and the Bucks are telling him, Ah no, you don't you don't need the title. I don't think you know what you really should do is just say if you don't win the title, you'll never challenge for it again. You know what I mean? Just needling him into it, and then he doesn't. he realizes, oh well, I just screwed myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe he fell for something like that. But honestly, I think what it was is he, you know, don't don't forget that when AEW started, mm-hmm. you know, all the talk was oh they're just going to book themselves into right. Being right. And something tells me Cody Rhodes is probably sleeping and he wakes up and he's like, aha, we'll just book it so I can never be champion. And then once we want to change it somewhere down the line, we'll come up with some storyline to change it. Right. But then, you know, again, all that other stuff happens. He takes his ball. No, I'm out. Deuces. And goes to WWE. And I really don't think he's winning that title in the WWE. Not as
2: long as Roman holds him. Well, it's, it's a good question because if you look, look at all these people that have come back. We're not just talking, you know, entry level. We're talking main event players have come back. Yeah. Now you've got Bray Wyatt that's back. All of these different people. And let's not forget what has been organically created, much like Daniel Bryan's rise. Sami Zayn. And Jay Uso, if we're really being honest. <laughs> There's so many people chomping at the bit to get to that level. You could be right. I mean, Cody could find himself on the outside of that bubble looking in. And maxing out maybe at the U.S. title. Yeah, I mean let's let's not forget uh Saturday
1: night. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Whatever night it was.
2: Saturday. The big
1: the biggest return they've had in God knows how long. It was a loud, loud reaction. Uh, yeah, but I, some of that was piped into, honestly.
2: No. Not from the footage that's uh being sent from fans. I don't think so. Because they were piping it in on uh, Liv
1: Morgan. Uh,
2: That's true. That's true. That's because of uh, the fact that the fans could have given two shits about that match. That was not good. Not good at all. Let's try to keep uh, a a little bit of order here. Um, We'll just kind of go through the... The overview. MJF had a hell of a match on Dynamite against Wheeler Yuta, Probably MJF's best straight up wrestling match. Period. In AEW. Mm-hmm. Alright, man. That's your opinion, but okay. Either you do <laughs> you. Okay. Well, I got my opinion. What's yours? What? What'd you think of the match?
1: I thought it was good. I don't know if I'd call it the best, but I kind of like the uh, what was it? What 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 was the one? The punk.
2: Uh, the dog punk? collar match. Yeah, that one. That was a good match. I get it no.
1: Okay, man. You think it's the best? You just, don't get mad you're, like you're like in a Wheeler Yuta mode right now Aren't you you're I don't like know man
2: show. Wheeler Yuta is just one of those guys That can have good matches with everyone He's just You have to have him on your card In my opinion he's, he's that important Now I don't know if they're going to put him in a world championship Right away but He's just one of those stars that uh, You can see a lot of people latching on to Myself included I just think he's great
1: and I hope we don't ever have that discussion. Uh-oh. We will the Yuta for the world title. Uh-huh.
2: If if AEW can make it out of this uh, this mess they're in right now, get, get a couple of years down the road, we might have that conversation. But I don't think we're going to see that for a couple of years.
1: I don't think they're in a mess. They just re-signed Mox. Mox is going to be the... Mentor
2: or whatever to these people. Yeah, very <laughs> smart move. <Cheers>. Mox <laughs> is going to
3: be pushing Cena records here. soon.
2: You might not be wrong on that. Um, I mean, you you need somebody consistent. You need somebody that's uh, got your crowd and, and keeps the crowd coming back for more. Mox definitely does that. Plus, I mean, let's be honest, John Moxley doesn't doesn't thrive under Triple H. He's just not a Triple H guy. I just don't see him being successful there. Well, no,
1: but wait a second, though. I think he doesn't thrive under Vince.
2: That's a certainty. I'll give you
1: that. Yeah. Now, under Triple H, it could be a different thing, because hopefully Triple H would let him be lunatic. Right. right? To the, you know, better than what he was under Vince. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I think the thing that does make Mox better is Mox has the ability to go other places.
2: Right. Well, actually, let's correct that. Under his new deal, he's exclusive to AEW. What? Yep, his last indie date outside of AEW, GCW, that he just wrestled against Nick Cage. Nick Gage, sorry. And uh, lost the GCW title to Nick Cage.
1: No New Japan?
2: Uh, I'm sure under the Forbidden Door ba- banner, yes. Damn it, Mox. You screwed up. Fucked up, Mox. <laughs> uh. Brian says he fucked up, Rob. What do you think? Did Mox make the right call by re-signing for five years? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what? He was he was trying to answer for you. He was like, yes, dude. <laughs> I mean,
3: why not resign at this point? You yeah. know? That'd be like asking um, Sammy Guevara, hey, do you want to sign again?
4: Because
3: mm-hmm. right now he's at the top of his career. Right. You know, he's enjoying the best success, the best kind of everything that he's ever had. So... He'd be a fool not to resign and they'd be a fool not to sign him. I mean, he's multi-talented. You saw his work with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and, you know, tag team. Mm-hmm. You saw him in the, oh, let's have barbed wire. Let's have razors. Let's have electric. Mm-hmm. Let's blow the ring up. Um. So, I mean, he's not afraid to push the envelope when it comes to Whatever he needs. And he's got that organic. Fan base behind him. You know. So so too like CM Punk. I mean CM Punk didn't have to work for his fan base. Because his fan base was there. Right. It still is. You know some wrestlers have to keep reinventing themselves. To keep their fan base. Unless you're you know. One of those people that doesn't leave the basement there very often, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, awesome.
2: Um, but yeah, no. yeah, I feel like it was. A, Would I make natural... it exclusive? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I was curious about that, and and I don't know if we'll have any other details on that until you know, long after he retires when he kind of shares it. But to me, it made better sense to give him that freedom, although with as many injuries as AEW has seen to their roster, that's probably part of the reason that they won't let him go. anywhere else. Well,
3: and you got to look at like, like you said, I mean, if he's going to be the face of the company, how many interim champions have they had because their people get hurt by doing other shows? Exactly. And, or they're working all the time. So when they're on the show, their body's tired. Mm-hmm. So I mean AEW made their name about being able to cross brands, but you know, there's only there's some that don't need to. And you know, there's a reason that at even at certain points your big people and all the dev threads just mm-hmm. stay put, you know. Like Rick Rick Flair said in his book, he wrestled the same match regardless if it was in Memphis. Or if it's in wherever, like it was the same match
2: when he was champ,
3: because he knew he had to do it all again.
2: Brian, I heard you you, you chime in there. What what did you got?
1: No, I, I don't know. I
2: was listening to Rob.
1: Okay, I got, right. I got up in what Rob was saying, so I, I don't I forget.
2: So Darby beats uh, Jay Lethal. Wardlow and Brian Cage had, in my opinion, a, a pretty good match for a battle of the big men. Um, the trios, trios match between Penelope Ford, Serena Deeb, and Jamie Hayter uh, against uh, Britt Baker, Willow Nightingale, and Athena. Um, wait, Britt. Baker. Wait a minute. I'm, now I'm all jacked up. Let's go back and get that right. Penelope Ford, Serena Deeb, and Jamie Hayter against Willow Nightingale, Athena, and Tony Storm. Britt Baker and For Deeb, and Haters Corner. Soraya, Soraya, whatever, in the corner of Nightingale, Athena, and Tony Storm. This match was uh, was fun, but what the real story was was Soraya mixing it up at the end with Britt Baker after Britt Baker had did a promo saying, "Uh, Soraya hasn't been cleared for competition. I guess she is cleared because we had a brawl right at the end of this one. Sorry, my page refreshed while I was looking at something. Um, so with Soraya and Britt Baker actually getting involved, getting uh, coming to blows, okay, we asked the question last week, Soraya, if she's coming back to wrestle, that could be one story versus the other. Now that it appears she's cleared, Brian, is Soraya is going to help keep the women's division different, or is she just going to be another cog in the wheel?
1: What do, you, what do you
2: mean by different? Is she going to help the like, women's division continue to grow? You know, is it going to continue to evolve? Or is it going to continue to be kind of the mess that it's been for the past few weeks? Past few months, really.
1: I don't think it's a mess. Um, I mean, I think she adds to it, but this isn't like... You know her her early WWE days, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, really, until you see her wrestle, you're not going to know for sure. Sure. So, which I mean, which is the you know what you're dealing with now? You can't really because it's not like when Ruby came. You know, you, Ruby had a body of work, which I don't even remember when her last match was. Five-plus years,
2: probably. What, Ruby's last match in AEW no. or Sarah? Yeah. Paige's last match. Well, He's been wrestled for, I
3: would say, every bit of five years.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, when Ruby came, I mean, all you had to do is go back a couple of months. Right. Athena, go back a couple of months. But again, with her, you you, you got to go back years.
2: Yeah, December 25th, 2017, Monday Night Raw, she teamed with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, defeating Bailey, Nikki James, and Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, so almost five years. I mean, wow. if, if she even brings half of that to the table, I think you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, her star power alone improves your division. But again, it all depends on what she can do with it.
3: And which page you get. Right. You know, like, sorry, Soraya. Um, Are you going to get the one that just made headlines about causing issues and causing problems? Or are you going to get the one that just came in and put the women's division on its ear, you know? So.
2: Well, I think it's going to be important to make sure that the way she's handled is consistent with consistent with what a good solid build would be, how that looks. I don't know. I'm not even sure how I would book that. I, I think about it and we've got the obvious match between her and Britt Baker, but one of the things that we hear about a lot, especially from, from a lot of the retired hall of famers is what happens after that? What, what's the next chapter? Um, because between now and full gear we've only got we've got less than a month, I think. I think full gear is towards the beginning of November. So or revolution, whichever the the pay per view is that's next. After Brit Baker, I mean, is it is it dependent on okay, how do the fans react and how does she perform? Or do you would you even bother to would you even bother to kind of brainstorm the next say three matches for it?
1: Yeah, but again, though, why, she can have a schedule like Sting's when mm-hmm. he first came in.
2: Yeah, very
3: true.
1: You know, she can have a lighter
3: schedule until she gets, you know, to and where. And you she could put is. her with someone.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, tag her up with Athena or mm-hmm. Tony Storm, you know, against Britt Baker and Terry Hayter, you know, like. Do some tag action like they did Sting. They kept Sting protected for the first, damn, year and a half.
2: Yeah, and they did it really well. They, they made sure that every appearance mattered, and uh, they protected every bit of it. I, I agree with you there. Saturday, November 19th is Full Gear. That's the next AEW pay-per-view. We're out of Battle of the Belts 4. Um I'm just kind of scrolling through the results. We kind of talked about uh, the main event already. Did it surprise you guys that uh, Sammy got the pinfall victory during the main event?
1: On what show? Dynamite. Uh, you you just said Battle of the Belts and went right to the yeah, main event. Yeah, I was event. going
2: backwards. I probably should have labeled that better. <clears throat> My bad. But
3: well, didn't you just say we needed to keep in order? Yeah, I know, right? You're running the show like I do, damn it. <laughs> then, well, yes, it surprised me Was I surprised Sammy Guevara was in the main event? No, do I like Sammy Guevara? No
2: I feel like a lot of a lot of people would agree with you on that, Rob, as far as whether or not they like him, but talent wise it's hard to look past him. I mean, the guy's just he knows what buttons to push and how to push them. and for a, somebody as young as he is, that's pretty impressive.
1: Apparently, he really knows what buttons to push.
2: Well, uh, according to Andrade, he really pisses him off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I have a hard time really feeling too sorry for Andrade after this. I I feel like, you know, hey, if you're not happy there, you're not happy. Get your release. You know, do what you got to do in a way that's professional. But don't go out there swinging punches just because you're trying to prove, oh, I'm a big man. Okay, dude, whatever. Now you're going to get fired. Or no, now yep. you're gonna sit home. <laughs> in,
1: in, in the in the same breath, sometimes just because you can post stuff doesn't mean you should. Very and true. Little, little Sammy, he likes to keep posting things. but He should probably just shut his mouth, and stay out.
2: Yeah, he's definitely not innocent. Innocent in all this, you know what I mean. He's not like scot free, but. He still didn't go out there and start throwing punches, and unfortunately for Andrade, it just didn't help his case. I'm sure Sammy wasn't quiet. You know what I mean? I don't see him turning the other cheek going up. I'm walking away from this one. I'm sure he was saying his share. Oh, but... no. Apparently, that's kind of what happened, I think. Wow. Like, he got out of the area pretty quick. Damn. Well, good for him. That takes a lot of a lot of balls to walk away from something like that, because that's that's a a contentious atmosphere that's not easy. Well,
3: Sammy turns comes across to me as one of those behind the back behind the scenes, he's running his mouth, and then when somebody stands up, he's like, Oh, I mean, oh, oh, oh. but I could be totally wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Eddie's Eddie's talking crap about so you know, he may just very well be too big for his own britches. And then again, when, because I think, was it Jericho, I think, was there Mm -hmm. and I guess got in between them or something, and then Sammy kind of got out of the area or something. Well, he definitely married out
2: of his league. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Out of his league, your league, my league, Hugh Hefner's league. I mean, he married out of a lot of people's league. I'm just saying. I believe they call that out-kicking coverage. <laughs> uh, Roosh against Hangman Page. I did want to identify that I felt like this was a, a fun match, but it could have been better. Um, it was fast. I kind of blinked and missed it. It was, it was actually a fast match. Mm. Any thoughts outside of that? Nope. No? Okay.
3: I'm
1: living in the rock. Dishes. Huh? <laughs> sounds like he's... he's doing dishes. I mean, Are he you might
3: eat? be. It's a hard knock Yeah, you <laughs> got gotcha. you something. I'm trying to be nice, okay? <laughs>
2: Private Party hit the ring, attacks uh, Hangman Page. Mox hits the ring, makes the save. We get uh we get we get the tease. October 18th it's going to be in Cincinnati. It's going to be Adam Page against Mox. I'll ask the question. What do you guys think? I mean, that's that's 2 weeks away. What do you think? Is is Mox keeping the title? Does Page win it from Mox?
3: Yes, Mox keeps the title. I think that I think you're going to see Mox keep it for a while. Mm -hmm. I think they've had enough back and forth for a little while. So I think you're going to see Mox take it now. Has Adam Page gotten his rematch yet? So, but I would like to see Adam Page get the belt again. Not happening this time, though.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I see Adam Page beating Mox. I don't know if Mox is losing that title for a while. MJF's going to be that guy, I think.
3: I mean, if you're going to make... If you're putting the belt back on Page, then you should have just had Page win the tournament. Yeah. You know, it's it makes no game. sense to have Mox go through this tournament be like, I can beat everybody except you. <laughs> so...
1: Maybe MJF takes it in Cincy. He-, he still got his chip. Yeah,
3: he does have his chip. And where else? Where else would it be the best for the bad guy to win a belt, except in the guy's hometown? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what would cement him even more as a heel is beating him in his own. You know, if we watch full gear and there's. Mox's mama is on screen. MJF's going over.
2: Oh, wow. Is it? uh, (laughs) Not to be rude, but is mom even still alive? I don't even know if if that's the case.
3: But like if they had like, you know, they did the old flare angle. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Put the fans
3: out. The old steamboat thing.
2: Steamboat's wife's out there. No! Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. 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 What else came out of Dynamite? Uh, that's kind of it. I don't think anything else major comes out. Oh well, we do get the uh, we do get the match set up for Battle of the Belts as Willow challenges Jade Cargill for the TBS title, and uh, that gives us an yeah. opportunity to see really a great opportunity for uh, for Willow Nightingale at Battle of the Belts. I-, I think that was a a good showing. We'll talk about that in here in a moment. Let's go ahead and look at Rampage real quick. Zip it right Somebody just
3: please beat Jake Cargill.
2: Please God, please. Uh okay. Rampage had varsity, at least with honestly. Goldberg
3: streak you forgot after a while.
2: No, no, you was
1: good did. for a while because they kept ramming it down your throat and jumping
3: up twenty numbers. <laughs> yeah. Every week that's true. <laughs> every week it jump up fifty. Yeah. They're like, damn, how many people he beat me off
2: during the week? <laughs> during a house show, Goldberg beat fifty guys. <laughs> yeah. Goldberg started number one. <laughs> what, what, was he, what was he final? What was his final number before he lost? One twenty eight and one or something like that. Like, that was his final record before they stopped keeping track.
1: Yeah, I mean, and again, there's a loss in there somewhere that they just have to gloss over.
2: Yeah. So, we had uh, Moxley and Claudio and Wheeler Yuta against Roosh and Private Party. We had Varsity Blondes against Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Ty Mello and Anna JAS against Madison rain and sky blue and the trios championship on the line is death triangle defense against the dark order. Um, hmm. Start us off with the, the trios match with Mox Claudio and Wheeler Yuda against uh Roosh and private party. That's a decent match. Um, I, I want to see more of Roosh against the top guys. I think he's got um, not really a lot to prove, but a lot to offer for AEW. And I, I just, I look forward to seeing more of what he does. Now, does he qualify for the North American title? (laughs) You mean the All-Atlantic or whatever the hell? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the All-Atlantic. I assume so? I don't know. But him and Pac would be a hell of a match. I'm in. I'm in for that. That would be great. And now, while we're at it, let's put him and Bandito. Who gave Pac the hammer at the end? (sighs) Was it him? Yes.
1: God damn
2: oh, it. There we go. There we go. God damn it. No more hammers. Okay. No more freaking hammers. <laughs> AEW referees continue to be the stupidest referees on the face of the planet. Oh what? He, he used a foreign object? Uh, I don't know what happened.
3: <laughs> oh, you mean they, they 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 still turn into him? Huh? What? Oh you <laughs> got.
2: Oh, gosh, what? How did he get knocked out cold? I don't understand.
3: That's what
1: refs are supposed to do. Oh, okay,
2: talking George. about? <laughs>
3: come on, Stan. You're talking about those of us who grew up in the era where Ric Flair could hit somebody with a roll of quarters in the ref. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's like, what? <laughs> F-
1: fucking yeah. quarters hundred, all over the a hundred, ring. but <laughs> yeah, you know, $100 worth of quarters that mysteriously appear when you, when you got yeah.
3: something in your yeah. And Tommy Young just starts putting them in his pocket.
2: Dog, you better lay down. We're sniffing everywhere. That dog pees in here. I'm going to break that dog's legs. Call Peter. Oh, I'm stop. Gonna do it. I'm going to do it. You better lay the down, dog, dog. That
3: dog tells you what to do.
2: No. Well, yes, when she has to go outside. Hey! <laughs> Don't think I won't. <laughs> you won't. You're right. Varsity Blondes and Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Um. So
0: the
2: That's most right. interesting part of this matchup, came after the fact where Mark Sterling says that uh, his groin is on fire after National Scissoring Day. But the bigger news is that he has sued Varsity Blondes for the trademark of Varsity. And they can no longer go by the Varsity Blondes. That Tony Nese and Josh Woods are actually the the, the Varsity team? Is that what he called them? The Varsity Athletes. The Varsity Athletes. Yeah. I actually liked that segment, honestly. I thought it was kind of smart. It's a good way, a safe way to kind of break up the team without having to do a, a wasted heel turn by either guy. That way if Pillman Jr. does turn heel in he's the future. Turn. Oh, he's turning.
1: You'll you'll probably get it in, in a week or two. Well, and, here's a uh, question.
2: Is uh-huh. is Brock Anderson ready? Do you think? Sure. It, it's not like they're going to be wrestling FTR here every right, time. Right, right. Good point. Good point.
1: But they can, you know, they could sure beat up the Dark Order. They could beat up Private Party. They could beat up any number of other tag teams. Right. And then at, at once you get to a if, if they manage to get to a certain level you can add a third person if they get to a certain level you can add a fourth person i mean when when you have when it's the numbers game they don't need to be perfect you have the numbers game yeah and and what better way to get heat is you know by having a tag team that doesn't really deserve a certain spot but because they're always cheating to win mm-hmm and you know, Arn gets involved, or the third person gets involved, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you're just going to start hating them, just to hate them. You
2: know? Well, I, I think that's the smart move. I mean, you've yeah. got a legacy there with Pillman and with Brock. I mean, I, I don't, I still don't know who else I might put in there. You know what I mean? Like maybe Lee Moriarty. And somebody like I'm not sure, but you've got you've mm-hmm. got a baseline there. You've got room to create it. Why not? Yeah, but it, I mean, it wouldn't be
1: somebody like Lee Moriarty because remember he's in the firm. Mm-hmm. And you That's know, true. you're almost going to have to need for this guy is going to have to be your mid card guy, right? You know, because they were always after that U.S. title and the TV title. And, you know, normally the horsemen held it for the mid-card titles for, you know, they would normally hold those. So you need a mid-card guy. And then eventually you're going to need the, you know, again, if, if it grows to this, you're going to need your the guy that goes after the world title. But again, they're young, it, it, you know, you can wait on stuff like
2: that. You I just feel there? like, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think this through here. I, I think that it makes a lot of good sense to put something like that together and let it just play out gradually. You know, do the do the turn on Griff. You do that, you have him beat him down, Brock Anderson, Maybe he starts to make the save, and then they both beat him down, and then just let him be the tag team for I don't know six months. Just let him be asshole tag team, and gradually gravitate towards another couple of people. Because I do I agree with you. I feel like that would be a natural build, and I think people would actually uh, attach to it. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, you gotta you gotta go after your lower card teams. You just gotta like just wear them out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like almost over destroying with these right. two, and then again, you just you're just gradually beating your local talent, your your, your lower tier tag teams. hmm <clears throat> And you give them six months, seven months, eight months, whatever. You get them on TV again. You're wrecking, <laughs> you know, you're wrecking whatever. Eventually, you get up to, like, Dante and um, uh, Matt Seidel, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. Them. you wreck them for a few weeks in a row. You just start pulling dirty cheats, and then, you know, a little bit higher-up tag team comes in, and, you know, you know maybe the Dark Order now is like, nah, bro, you, you know, we're not going to let you keep doing this. And you wreck the Dark Order, you know, <laughs> um The boys from uh, Castle. Dalton Castle, you know, have them wreck those. I mean, they'd be perfect for ROH. Mm -hmm. You know, to to go to ROH and just, again, run over people with the sole purpose of in a year, year and a half, hopefully they'll be ready and bring back to the main roster and maybe they do have matches with FTR and the acclaimed and all that other, you know, all the rest of them. All
2: right. I'm going to, I have to pull the dog out here with me. So I actually have to, (laughs) I have to add a duplicate account here. So we're doing something for the first time on live. Well, it's a good thing. Rob came back. Yeah. Hi, Rob. Because I was about to,
1: while you were fooling with that dog, I was about to find me a book and read it to people. <laughs> and all I have is a Marvel encyclopedia, so that was going to be ah. a fun read. Hmm.
3: That,
2: would, that would be not fun. On
3: day one,
2: <laughs>
3: Father Stanley created...
2: Page one, panel
3: four... <laughs> Yeah, just like Andy Kaufman, we're we're we're
1: touching everything, bud.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Page one,
3: we make Iron Man. Page two, Spider Man.
2: See, I already Page like three, this better than Man Man.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I already like this better than the uh, than pot because I can actually take my phone and take the dog out. Now he's gonna get. Now the neighbor's gonna be like, "Who you talking to?" Right. Why you people walking around the neighborhood, people are like, why is he talking wrestling? Why is he gassing so much?
3: Gassing so much because he I mean,
4: oh
3: <laughs> Oh, varsity can't call themselves varsity
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, to me it was like I thought I don't know, I thought it was a smart way. You don't see that kind of stuff with with a tag team breakup. Usually it's one guy turns on the other and that's it. The third was something different. You know they're going to turn on them. Well, sure, but at least they did it in a different way. Eh,
3: Maybe. I see them as like the new age. I feel kind of feel like they're the new age Mulkeys.
2: There was a Mulkey's reference on Rampage by Jericho. I don't know if you caught it.
3: You know. Mulkey's rock. Randy, you're amazing. Um, For your beer. But, but yeah. The thing I, and I say it again, and I keep saying it, one thing I like is the continuation of developing storylines for all different tiers. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that keeps AEW interesting is it's not like we got used to with E, if you're not in that main event, nobody gives a shit. No, you I agree. Know, like,
2: I agree. They've really done well in developing the entirety of the roster, not just one part.
3: Right. So, like, when Orange Cassidy comes out, it's not like, who are you? You know? He has his yeah. following, plus he has his thing. Like, <laughs> so, you know, to give a team like Varsity Blondes any kind of storyline... Yeah, is monumental. They can thank Sammy Guevara.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see, Ty Mello and Anna J A S beat Sky Blue and Madison Rain. Um, is Madison Rain on screen talent only now? Because like I, I don't know. Brian, you said you felt like there was. You know, a real show of change for Madison Rain being there from the uh, six-man, six-woman tag on Wednesday. But I don't know. You tell me. What were your thoughts on that? On what? Madison Rain's influence on the women's division. God, we already went through this.
3: Stan's trying to get somebody to talk to. I know he's trying to not die. die. He's walking the dog because he's scared. Well, he wants people to talk to him, like, you know, when you were a kid and you were like, I'm scared to go in the basement. And your parents were like, I'll stand at the top of steps and talk so you know I'm, I'm here.
2: I'm scared and there are wolves after me.
3: <laughs> and the fact he doesn't want everybody to hear him.
2: <laughs> you know,
3: that is Reed That's true. <strange>. Because <laughs> why did yeah. he pick of all times yeah. to get out of breath is when he started talking about the women's division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm
2: going to say rain
1: <laughs> Sammy Guevara and, Oh yeah and hey, Let's go to the women's
2: match <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves I'll give you a topic He's not the He's out of breath <laughs> He's not lying He's out of breath It's true It's not
3: asthma It's oldness And laziness oh.
4: <laughs> It's old man
3: That's what it is <laughs> Down. One, I almost touched
2: my toes. Two. I can see my toes. I have toes? Holy crap.
3: (laughs) No. I mean, I think right now what their women's division is doing is I think the women's division is being reset. Because I think with the addition of Tony Storm coming in as Thunder Rosa got hurt, (laughs) it gives them a chance. And the addition of the ones we've talked about, Athena, Sarai. All these right now, those are they're just kind of like, all right, I think that's why we're seeing an abundance of four way matches, six way matches, eight way, you know, because they're just like, let's see what we got. You know, so I think that's what you got going on. I mean, go, right. your Baker is going to be, you know, she's going to be the one that's always in the title picture at some point, you know. She'll come out, do her thing, and then when she wants the belt back, she'll kind of, (laughs) hey, you know, so that's why I think you got that. Until you get your Ruby Riot back healthy and Thunder Rosa healthy, that is my opinion. And apparently, it falls on deaf ears. That's okay.
2: No, no, I agree with you. I'm just uh, letting Bella socialize. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: As the person who's being socialized is sitting there going, "Why is he talking? I'm right here." He has no idea. He's there being recorded forever.
2: <laughs> no, actually, it's just a couple of dogs that are actually really behaving well. And uh, Bella likes to meet all the neighborhood dogs, so I'm actually surprised she didn't start barking, because that's what she does.
3: Well, that's she's a dog, well, so
2: yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Everybody, um, Stan okay, has a dog. So okay,
2: <laughs> we have talked about how we want to see, you know, Jade lose. Well, not not Brian. He likes Jade. He thinks she should just win forever. But Willow Nightingale brought a match out of Jade Cargill that might have been Jade's best match so far of her career.
3: Well, I think that's the problem that's been missing with Jade is they've built her up to be this. I'm going to come in and I'm just going to... I'm going to say it. I'm going to Roman Ranger ass. You know, I'm going to take some hits, but then I'm going to spin around and beat your one, two, three. Right. And... Every once in a while, when you get a good match and you see different moves, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is different.
2: Well, I think what we saw was that Jade is completely capable of selling when it matters. And the chemistry she had with Willow was really good. I mean, it it was a great match. It's one of those matches where both of them came away looking even better. Come on, Brian, you're the Jade fan. I know you got something. No, I'm just listening to y'all. Wow, okay. In that case, Jade it sucks. Worst well, match for if you're a career. Michaels
1: fan, you wouldn't know good
2: Rattler. <laughs> well, it all <laughs> depends on which if way he I'm like...
3: you with both eyes in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. If he's a Michaels fan, his dog just got to know a raccoon. <laughs> y'all ain't right.
2: That's a pretty dog over there. <laughs> I like your dog, sir. That's not my dog. That's a raccoon. Oh, shit. Oh.
3: The guy's like, and who are you looking at?
2: <laughs> you're talking to the pool, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're
3: looking at me. How is that possible?
2: The HBK secret right there.
3: And you already got HBK's hairline. So you're doing pretty good. Ouch.
2: And in the few attempts I've tried to grow it back out, it, it is actually really indicative of Shawn Michaels' hairline. That's so sad. Oh, well. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think if there was any other match before the main event for the trios title. Uh, uh, I don't think so. So I think it was trios championship, death triangle against the, the dark order. Um had it written down and I'm of course not at the computer I really felt like this was going to be the opportunity for the Dark Order to win the Trios titles but because they didn't I'm now even more convinced that that's going to be their big title victory before they finally either go off TV or break up What the 6-man title
1: yeah
3: Yeah. I think they're going to be the the Usos of the Trios title. It's going to be, they win it, and then they lose it, and then they win it, then they lose it, and then they win it, and then they lose it to themselves, and they win it back.
2: Wonder if they'll get so big where there'll be Dark Order Wolfpack and Dark Order Hollywood, you know? Oh, stop. <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of uh, plenty of guys out there that can benefit from being in the Dark Order.
3: Yep. There's a couple in UCW that already got the masks.
4: <laughs> they do? <laughs> yeah.
3: But are you alright? Yeah. Right. Nope.
2: You lock yourself out. Just try not to have me breathe on the phone. <laughs> Come on, dog, quit looking at people. Let's go. Uh. Let's see. I'm trying to think of any of the notes I had. Any observations you guys had for the trios title
3: match? I think they put it on the wrong tag team or the trios. It should have been on the the whole time. Or one I agree. With you.
1: Wait. <laughs> how, how can y'all not? What do y'all say? The Dark Order.
2: Dark Order should have been Trios champ from the beginning. Uh, okay. Because in a perfect world, the Elite would have stayed heel, and the Dark Order would have won the titles, and then ultimately lost to the Elite. Because I mean, it's the Elite. But
1: and who did they lose to in the turning? I forget.
2: Uh, they lost, it wasn't to the I thought it was House of Black, but no, it's not them. It's uh, maybe it is House of Black, actually.
1: No, no, they went to the finals, right?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're and right, they lost they lost. To- you're right, my bad. <laughs>
1: So, using your own point.
2: So, they should have won the
1: title. The <laughs> they did lose the title to the elite.
2: No, they should have won them.
1: But they wrestled they won the won elite first. and they lost. So, you got your wish.
2: They're <laughs> backwards. I said they should have won, not lost.
3: Sorry. <clears throat> uh, but, uh... Dan? Yes. Brian's using this Met Jedi mind stuff that he used for years against you. Do not shut up. I'm it. going up and down the steps. It's not easy. But <laughs> do you actually think that they're stronger
2: than the Death Triangle? No, no, but I think that they're more popular. Well, you know, they The
3: Death Triangle doesn't need the belt. Agreed. You know, that's my thing. Like, you've got Pack, or sorry, <laughs> the Mastered. Um, but, like, they don't need the belt to make them a tag team. I think the trios belt should be used to help elevate those people just like the TNT title was. Right. You know?
1: But, but again, though, they're not – to me, they're not even that strong of a trio. Because they normally get booked to lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: I don't disagree with you there. I mean, they, they are the, like the lovable underdog.
1: Yeah, but but then you would have to, again, this is, the, this is the scary part. You would have to book them into beating the House of Black on a regular basis if they were still around. Death Triangle on a regular basis. The Elite on a regular basis. FTR and whatever guy they picked that week on a regular basis. You know what, you, you know what I'm saying? And any number of other trios that, that got thrown together for whatever week. I'm not saying, hey, maybe not give them a win, but I just... I don't know how you're going to get the titles on them and let them keep them for any length of time.
2: Well, and that's that's just it. I think to Rob's point, I could easily see them win it this week, lose it next week kind of thing, and continue like to carry a, a kind of a legacy. But It's funny, because I said that I wish that Dark Order would have won the titles first. And I truly do. But that still wouldn't have given those titles more prestige or value than the Elite winning them. At least early in the run. But I feel like it's something that you kind of need to do to, in my opinion, reward the Dark Order for being at the level they are. Because if you don't, then ultimately, they're just going to kind of stop and start working in, you know, quiet quitting kind of thing where they're just doing what they do and they're just phoning it in. And you need them to stay popular because they are that team that you can put literally anywhere.
1: But does that mean we hand out trophies to everybody?
2: No, no. And I knew knew as soon as I said that you're going to ask that. But I feel like in this situation, you know, everybody gets their just due at some point, right? Not all the time, and not every person, but at some point, outside of maybe uh, Iron Mark Sharp, you know what I mean? Like,
1: No, not not everybody gets to hold gold. Or silver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's that's the whole point of those belts, is not everybody gets to hold them.
2: Wouldn't you qualify uh, the the trio's titles as more like a bronze? No. No? No, I
1: mean, but uh, uh, are we having this discussion if the elite are holding them? Or, you know, do we cla- uh, with the elite, do we classify it as bronze?
2: I mean, if, the trio's uh, titles just aren't that important, period. If, if they've only been browning, how many?
3: I think if the elite holds them, it's the belt that they put on before they put on the other belt that covers it up.
1: I mean, it, how, many, how many matches have you had with that title? If the United uh, three. Them, if the United Empire held them, would you be like, "Oh, it's just it's, it's a lower level tier"?
3: I wish they would have won.
1: So do I, but but you know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Like, I was loving watching
1: that.
4: Hmm.
1: I I don't think it's any less than any other belt. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it's only three three matches old.
2: Right, right. That's a fair point. I mean, the titles have not been around very long. So, (coughs) I think my opinion is a
1: little...
2: What's
1: that? Let's say FTR and Wardlow won. Would would Mm -hmm. we be thinking any less?
2: No, I think that'd be a step up for those titles. Well, you got to give them time. Yeah.
1: I mean, not everybody can be, you know... You know some i don't what's a good six man from the past
2: <laughs> um
1: the free birds yeah don't, the do free them. Birds. i don't think they were ever six man champ, though were they
2: how about the superpowers that... and the road Warriors? yeah, yeah. okay that's yeah.
1: better yeah. yeah i mean not everybody can be those mm-hmm. or the russians or you know whatever but gotta give it time let's see what happens
3: Demolition with Accent, Smash, and Crush. I'm
1: kidding.
2: (laughs) They would have been cool in Trio's title kind of thing. Who? Demolition.
1: But Didn't they do
2: six-man matches? Well, what I mean is like actual six-man title. Like if they had been in NWA, it's Demolition. That would have been cool. Has the WWE ever had a six-man title?
3: I think so. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I will go to the interwebs.
2: (laughs) The interwebs. I hear these rumors on the internets. Oh. Um. Wait a minute. This can't be right. The WWE six-man championship. Then we
3: get by
2: Demolition.
3: (laughs) No, it's saying like Imperium...
2: Yeah. Oh, that must
3: be a UK thing then. Like it's a hurt business and MVP versus Samoa Ooh. Joe, Bobby Roode. I
2: this has got to be is this has got to be some kind of like EFED or something. <laughs> so let me I found it on Wrestling Dash It's got to be an EFED or something. It's the Wyatt family well, WCW were the first.
3: had one, so that would kind of count for WWE, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Uh, Junkyard Dog, Ricky Morton, Tommy Rich. The Freebirds did, but it wasn't Terry Gordy. It was Jimmy Garvin, Mac- Michael Hayes, and somebody known as Bad Street, which was actually Brad Armstrong. Bad Street! In the WWE? WCW.
1: Oh,
2: WCW. Uh, Big Josh, Dustin Rhodes, and Tom Zank. And then the York Foundation. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's kind of what you're looking at with the Dark Order. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: Dustin Rhodes,
1: Tom Zank, and <laughs> Big, <laughs> yeah, Big Josh.
3: Yeah. Hey, watch it, John.
1: I mean, that's fine. That's fine six years down the line, right? Mm-hmm. But at first, no you're not gonna have the dark order win. You gotta put you gotta put some clout behind the belt first.
2: Maybe they recreate the uh the Mulkeys moment, mulky mania with the dark order. <laughs> the lovable losers that finally win.
3: Then they just get beat again like right na- right after <laughs> yeah, that.
2: the following week. <laughs> Ooh, Ivan right. Koloff and the Powers of Pain were the champs at the Cool.
1: I cannot believe the WWE never had a six-man title.
2: (laughs) Alright, what's what's next? What you got next? So we head directly into Battle of the Belts right after Rampage is done. And straight away, we've got Pac defending the All-Atlantic Championship against Trent. Uh, I really liked this match. Um, I was not expecting Trent to win. But the match itself was was really good and a lot of fun. Um, I just ugh, I'm over the uh, the hammer already, but I guess it's a thing now. It's officially a thing. It's been done more than twice, so now the hammer's a thing. Blah.
1: What is what is why are you
2: so jaded over this hammer? I just hate cheap finishes. Oh, not the hammer to the head. Oh, God. If I get hit in the head with a hammer, I would be concussed and comatose, most likely.
1: But but so a sledgehammer is okay?
2: No, it's not. No, it's not. Plus, I mean, nowadays, a sledgehammer gets to the ribs. and never gets hit in the head.
1: Well, Triple H used to hit him in the head. I don't now, remember you whining about it then. Because he was with Michaels when you loved
2: Michaels. I seem to recall when they did the Sledgehammer thing during, you know, Triple H's Reign of Terror, which is literally from 2000 through 2006, uh, we all complained about the stupid Sledgehammer. Mm, I don't think so. Did we complain, Rob? No. See? Bullshit.
1: Bullshit. Revis- I throw Revision- the flag.
2: <laughs> it's grubbed
1: revisionist history. We're going to flag put up on the play.
2: <laughs> 15 yards.
3: I'll pick up that flag and stick
2: <laughs> it in my pocket. Repeat first down.
1: I thought we all were kind of digging Triple H during that.
2: Early 2000 to 2001, yes. We get to 2002 when he comes back from his quad tear. Um, he Massively popular. Yeah, he was the game. Yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Right about then, he gets awarded the. Uh, well, no, not right then. Two thousand three, he was awarded the world title when they rechristened it for the Raw Championship.
3: Hmm. Nobody,
2: nobody has any memories of this. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I think you're just feel, bitter guess.
3: because it wasn't Shawn Michaels. Yeah. it was supposed yeah, yeah. to be Shawn Michaels, but he got lost on his way to their
2: ramp should have yeah. been. It should have been HBK. By God. <laughs> he should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we talked about Jade and Willow Nightingale. <laughs> Any other observations from that match, guys? Nope. Nope. Okay. And uh, later
3: and you're coming back to the point that we didn't make well,
2: I, I, Of course, I get back <laughs> in here. I pull up <laughs> the notes right and then scroll Thank you, Rob. There you go. Uh,
3: That moment was brought to you by
2: bullshit. Boo. Greatness? Huh? You heard me? I can't hear you because that just sounds like bullshit. What?
3: Nikki Bella was a better wrestler.
2: Greatness. Oof. Not the Nikki Bella.
1: I'm telling you, y'all just stay off the train.
2: No problem. No problem. Oh, don't, don't worry. You can have my seat. I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to even hear it five years down the line. Yeah, she'll be at home five years down the line.
3: No, no, she won't. Coming to a VFW hall near you.
2: an <laughs> uh, autograph. Uh. <laughs> she'll end up ballooning out to 400 pounds. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I wrestled for the AEW. Go on, my only fan. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, she's gonna be a a hit in the next Sunny video.
3: What? Two now, three? now, Brian's hurt. He's like,
2: stop.
1: <laughs> no, no.
2: I mean, hey, y'all don't like her. It's cool. I mean, hey, it's just you and the conductor on that train. I I think she's probably uh, got more
3: fans than you think. Well, I mean, obviously she's got a following because where she's at and how she's doing. Mm -hmm. I just can't get into it. I just I mean, there's certain wrestlers just like that. Regardless of what they do, I'm just going to they're just not going to pique my interest. And she's one of them. Don't know why. It's just I mean, it's kind of like Orange Cassidy. There's a little bit I can stand, and a lot of it I'm like, whatever, dude.
2: Wait, I thought you liked Orange Cassidy. Now I'm confused. Yeah, how's that feel, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused <laughs> and confused.
1: He said Orange Cassidy sucks.
2: Damn it! Ah. That's just hurtful. Why'd you say such horrible things? <laughs>
3: Stan's just getting over the fact that CM Punk is not the holy grail
2: he thought he was. Hey, hey, he's got an office position, buddy. (laughs) I don't know whatever the hell he's doing, but apparently he's got an office position with AEW, according to Tony Khan.
3: That's called his office at his house.
2: Oh, right. (laughs) his working from home, his home office.
3: From the Uh, AEW Chicago office. (laughs)
2: <laughs> here's here's CM Punk with his take on the matter yeah. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships was the main event Gates of Agony with Prince Nana challenging FTR um, in a match that was set up on Wednesday uh, Honestly, this was really good I want to see them go at it again and I would have been okay with if this would have been the team to beat FTR. Maybe not this this time, but down the road, I think it might be make, make sense, especially if FTR is excuse me, if especially if Ring of Honor is on a streaming or televised deal these these guys would make sense to be the ones to take the titles off of FTR at that point.
1: Um, I would have been okay with how they. I actually thought they should have taken the title Friday. Yeah? Yeah. Um, simply because, again, it, it's the ROH title. Mm-hmm. And I really don't see... Oh, uh, never mind. Just got that. FTR... Um, being that involved in ROH. Right now, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're like placeholders. Mm-hmm. You know, just to keep the, the name out there. Um, and, and there's so many things you could have done, too. I mean, you could have the Briscoe come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cost them or you know, whatever. But I think they missed an opportunity on that
2: yeah, yeah, and plus, in my opinion, the uh, the embassy can only stand to benefit from victories right now, and yeah. that just gives you more for your Ring of Honor brand. And if Tony is serious about putting him on television, and I believe that he is, you need to grow that brand even a little. And, and Gates of Agony would have been a good move in the right, right direction, especially because um, of how they struggled against Toa, like Bishop Khan for the record is that kid is going to be a huge star one day. Like he has money written all over him. He's got the look, he's got the, he's got the attitude. He can talk. Apparently I haven't heard a whole lot of his promos, but, and his his movement in the ring really looks great. And I thought that this, this guy just had a whole lot of upside, but, uh, Toa Leona, Toa or Toa Leona, is huge and he was like that monster that they just couldn't figure out how to how to bring him down. So to me it just would have made perfect sense. He he's just too strong.
3: I mean I agree with the fact that FTR is only gonna hold the belts for so long. Mm-hmm. And I agree the embassy needs wins and if you're if you're I mean you
2: hit on all the points. I don't need to sit here and say it again. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. End of the night comes with uh, FTR getting the victory, but it's not over from there. Brian Cage hits the ring, and the embassy proceeds to beat down FTR. Out comes Wardlow. It's the numbers game still. Wardlow and the and the FTR still continue to get beat down because the embassy's still got one-way an advantage. And Samoa Joe comes to the ring, and it's, it's the good guys standing tall to end the night. Um... Of the four Battle of the Belts, I think this one is probably the best one they've had so far.
3: I don't remember the other Did any titles change hands? No.
2: Nope.
3: So they called it Battle of the Belts, but it was really what?
1: Battle
2: of the Title Retention. (laughs) (laughs) Nope.
1: What do y'all want them to call for, for a, a title
2: every week or something?
1: Is that what y'all need?
2: Yep. I, I mean, he's signing new talent every week. Might as well make a new title every week or a new champ every week.
3: No, I mean, if you're going to to me, like, Night of the Champions, when WWE would do Night of the Champions, it was like, ooh, it has that allure. of Like, we might see something different. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, you know, you get some, like, Battle of the Belts. I would expect at least one belt to kind of change hands. You know?
2: Battle of the Belts 2, Sammy Guevara beats Scorpio Sky for the championship. Battle of the Belts 3, all the champions retain. Battle of the Belts 4, all the champions retained. Battle of the Belts 1. Uh, there were no champions. Ge- well, yeah. Well, it was Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes for the interim AEW TNT title. So I guess technically two title changes out of the four events.
1: So there you go. If you put the four of them together, that's a four hour show. <laughs> yeah. And two title changes. So maybe that is like your Saturday night, or not Saturday night, but whatever. Your, uh, God bless Clash of the Champions.
2: Yeah, there you go. It's a, so there that's you go. that's a good observation. I like that. I like that comparison, too. That makes a lot of sense. Good call, Brian. He's
3: very wise, that man.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't
1: need to see titles change hands unless it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And outside of, I mean, on Friday, outside of the tag team match, Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't see, um, any of the other ones really make sense.
2: Well, I think the TBS title should have changed hands. Yep. Although Nyland Rose now is, uh, in possession of the TBS champion, in possession 9 tenths to the law, so is she therein to be named the TBS champion?
1: Yeah, so there you go. So if that's your next champion, congratulations because you have a issue with Jade. <laughs> now you get Nyla Rose to look forward to.
2: Well, is wouldn't you consider Nyla Rose to be better than Jade though? No. No. Oh wow. <laughs> that's a total no from both sides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't and I'm not a Jade fan, but I'm more of a jade fan than i am <laughs> the lesser of two evils i guess
1: <laughs> well I, I mean
3: it's like would you like to have the flu or a stomach bug
1: mm. <laughs> i don't know. even with vicky talking for her, she just um i don't know uh, I, I i mean i don't know about nyla i mean don't get me wrong she can wrestle but it's, I mean, I, I, there's, uh, there's no interest for
3: mm-hmm. me. For me, she lost the interest when she lost the belt so quickly, you know? They built her to be up this, you know, unbeatable thing and uh, unbeatable woman, and then boom, the smallest girl in the room beat her.
1: Ooh. And now you know, with, with her taking the title, this probably means that Jade's going to play the face in this. And now you'll you'll get a little bit different reaction from the crowd.
2: Ugh. Face Jade's going to suck. You thought the the bad guy, Jade, was bad. No, no. Face Jade? No, thank you. I'll pass.
3: Let's think about this storyline, right? Jade. Nile Rose. Vicky Guerrero. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: That's called. Hey
2: guys. Hey people, we have stuff at the we have stuff at the merch table. <laughs> come check out this new Adam Cole t shirt. Come get it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Please.
2: <laughs> uh Adam Cole, by the way, still has not been cleared to come back to the ring yet. This is uh an extended period for him for that uh for for a concussion. Jeez. I hope he's all right. I really do.
1: That you're aware of.
2: Well, that that's a good point because some say it's a shoulder. Some say it was a concussion. Uh, Yeah, it's a little little hard to predict. Well, I mean, could
3: look you? at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega went out for one thing and ended up having 85 things operated on. So,
2: Right, right.
3: You know, he could have gone out for a concussion, but then, well, oh, hey, you got to be out for at least six weeks. All right, well, how about I get this hamstring looked at, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Get my name changed to Adam Br- Baker. I'm...
2: Adam Baker, maybe not. Doesn't doesn't make as so much sense as Adam.
3: Cole. Or let's feed the rumors that he's sitting at home waiting.
2: Well, Kyle O'Reilly is. O'Reilly's out for at least a year for next surgery. Bobby Fish is wrestling on the Indies. Um, he's waiting could...
3: for Bobby Fish to go.
2: It it could just be, honestly, that they just don't have anything booked for him right now.
3: I mean, think about all the other talent that, you know, you don't see him every week.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And when Adam Cole came, he was everywhere all the time. You're right. And then they got to the point where they're like, we have nothing for you. So instead of him coming out, you know, there's only so many different colored jackets he can make. <laughs>
2: Besides, he's still recovering from winning the Owen. That was a hard-fought tournament for him. It's a cool belt. did look cool. Uh, do, do you guys want to go over Extreme Rules? Do you have specific opinions? You How
1: would guys? you feel? Hmm. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, I don't think I turned it on until the end. Towards okay. the end.
2: Okay. Um, if you get an opportunity, watch Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes. That was a fun match to watch. Um, Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre kind of was what we expected it was last week, Brian. Um, but they they went the direction that we kind of thought they would. When we talked about our predictions, we said it was probably going to be carrying cross. You don't necessarily have to stretch your Drew McIntyre out, but it wasn't going to hurt Drew to lose. And that's exactly what they did. They took the safe bet. Um, let's see. Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. Rob, stop me anytime you've got something you want to interject. Um
1: you know, actually, I think I did watch most of this. I just forgot. <laughs> Oof. Oof.
2: Uh, I know not I, exactly like it was a bunch of spotlight matches, to be honest. I don't think it's,
1: I don't know. I just, I you know, it's a pay-per-view called
3: Extreme Rules, and only two of the matches <laughs> have Extreme Rules. That's been my argument, Phil, since they, have oh, oh, yeah, had the pay-per-view called Extreme
2: Rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the opening match, Imperium versus the Brutes, was a old fashioned Donnie Brook match. Basically, falls count anywhere. Anything goes.
3: Yeah, yeah. let's call them, Let's stop calling things stupid names.
2: Right. Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan was Extreme Rules. Um,
3: and I'm sorry. There's nowhere in the world I would want to be near Ronda Rousey when there's no rules.
2: This match was just not good. It just wasn't... The crowd wasn't really bought in. Um, it seemed like Liv, the popularity they were trying to capitalize on, it just seems like that's not a thing right now. I'm not saying she's not popular. It was really specific to Philly. We know they're a finicky crowd as it is, but uh, they didn't like Ronda either. It's, there was just no buy-in from the crowd on this match. Rousey uh, passes out uh, Liv Morgan, makes her, makes her pass out in a... They say it's a bicep crusher. To me, it looked like she sat on Liv Morgan's face. I know that sounds bad, but it, it, the way the match ends, um, Liv Morgan's head is between Ronda Rousey's legs and her butt. Like she's sitting on her head. And that's how she passed out. With a smile on her face to make it extra. What the hell.
3: She stink-faced her for the win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it was just weird. Like, I don't know what they were like. Going. Why did not think of that shit? <laughs> I should have just smothered people to death. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, again, the problem with this is you have Liv Morgan, who, you know, you talk about a feel-good champion, mm-hmm. right, against yep. Ronda Rousey, who, you know, even in the world of wrestling, is like legit. And then, you know, this this never should have been in question to begin with. But they True. made you sit through it, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, they made live the feel good story, like Brian said. She had wins over this person, that person. She even had another win over Ronda Rousey.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: But. I mean, at some point that feel good story's gotta end. My problem is it was like we're gonna have all these other stories in between, and then we're gonna bring you in and oh yep, yep now okay, now we're gonna do mhm, you know, instead yeah. of having some like let's let's have some back and forth and some build up it's gonna be you know so.
2: Yeah, weird placement for this match timing, weird placement for the story overall. Um Brian, I think we were both agreeing that Ronda was coming away with the title last weekend or last week. And that's exactly what they did. Now it's Ronda against who? You got nobody. Like like what the hell? All these talented women on both both uh, sides of Raw and SmackDown and, and you got Bayley, you got Bianca, they're tied up in a thing right now. You got Rhonda, Shana, Liv Morgan. Charlotte's the coming back.
1: Yeah. No, Charlotte's taking personal time.
2: Well, they just aired on Monday a um, a promo for Charlotte, the same one they aired during Extreme Rules. I don't know if you saw it, but it said coming soon, whenever the hell that is. Why are you, why are you putting coming soon
1: to somebody that's already on your roster? I was like, I, been
2: there. First. I don't know. I guess they're. You think they'll do like the emolution or whatever the fuck it was?
3: Oh, for are you sure that you didn't see Mister
2: Charlotte Blair on there? Oh wow, that have come a- hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny if he had showed up on Saturday. Everything that happened Wednesday, and he just says, F it. I'm going to WWE. I mean. That's what he wants, anyway. I mean, you got Becky Lynch. Yeah, when she's back from her shoulder injury. So, well,
3: I mean, hey, you're just going to have the person that they're going to. Like, here they have, you know. Jade Cargill. There you go.
2: But... Boo. Raw women's title, Bailey and Bianca Belair in a ladder match. Actually, this was a pretty good match. Pretty, pretty solid, um, but I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed that Bailey didn't win.
1: Uh, I mean, again, it makes no sense considering that's what you built this up for.
2: Right, exactly. Exactly, you've been building and building and building, and actually had a good build up to this. And it's not like Bianca Belair hurts if she loses this title. She's Bianca's a main star now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like she's there; she doesn't lose anything by losing the title. In fact, you could easily move her to a tag team role and have her—I don't know—continue the feud with Io Sky and Dakota Kai. I'd be okay with that. Uh, but no. No we get we get Bailey losing, so at the end of a build it's the it's the bad guy looking like an idiot. I'm not sure who said it first, but sometimes sometimes the bad guy is just the better wrestler. There's nothing wrong with that sometimes they're just better
4: <clears throat> I don't I don't know if
2: I'd call her the better wrestler between the
1: two, but I mean that's what the build up was for is for the bad guy to win, yeah, All right.
3: And you You've just got the go heat. To bed. Yeah. But in the past, we've seen where the E won't let you capitalize on the heat. Mm-hmm. They
2: capitalize on the reheat. <laughs> yeah. you that That's a good term. I like that. Reheat. Where it goes cold and they have to reheat it again because apparently they didn't do it right the first time.
3: I mean, how many times have you seen it where you're like, all right, now's when, you t- now's when you do it. Now's when you do it. Boom. They didn't do it. I mean, AEW's done it a few times, but not as much as WWE.
2: hmm You know? WWE is just like the, the king of overbooked, under-thought-out finish. Sometimes they have a great build in a storyline. You're like, damn, this is going to end great. And then we get to the Royal Rumble where it's Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. And then they fuck up a perfectly good finish with the handcuffs.
3: Which weird. could have been played off by having him win. Mm. And then, boom, the next day, Tom Fuller happens and Roman gets it back.
2: Exactly. And would have made Roman look even more sinister.
3: Right. And not Pathetic for poor old Kevin Owens to sit there and be like, you know, he's sitting there and he looks up with one eye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The low blow to end all low blows. Nobody has ever been kicked in the nuts that hard, ever.
3: (laughs) Well, that was my problem with AJ and Nakamura. It was like, come on.
2: Yeah, every single match. Stop kicking each other in the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it's fitting that the golden cup, you know, (laughs) I guess it's fitting that the I quit match had had a low blow or four. Um, I don't know, guys. I didn't like this match. I didn't like Edge versus Finn Balor. It didn't feel like either either one had a, a significant plan going in. But do we get to the end? Dom gets involved. He gets just jolted in the nuts by Edge. But that's enough distraction to get the rest of Judgment Day in the ring, including Rhea Ripley. Beth Phoenix uh, comes to make the save for Edge, helps him to get escape from handcuffs where he had been handcuffed to the ropes. Uh, But all of this for not, as they basically trap Edge while Rhea Ripley threatens to do a concerto to Beth Phoenix. Edge quits because he wants to save his wife. Rhea laughs and says, you taught us too well, swings the chair anyway, which uh, this concerto, yeah, Jesus, it looked, it looked harsh. And Beth Phoenix sits there. She's mastered the art of the uh, the the flopping fish cell job, where she looked like she was convulsing.
1: So my only problem here is that based off of Monday night,
4: mm-hmm.
1: the good guys now have a numbers advantage.
2: Yep. I didn't even think of that. But you're right.
1: Mm. Which means you gotta go get another one. Mm.
2: Is Judgment Day worth that? You think it's worth putting another person in there?
1: Judgment Day has never been worth it. It was a straight rip-off of The House of Black right from Jump Mm -hmm. Once you took Edge out of it, I mean, that was literally the dumbest thing you could have done. Yeah. And now, again, whether anybody's paid attention or not, the numbers game is now solely on the side of the good guys. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Because you've got one faction of three fighting four people.
2: Actually, it's five. You got Ray... Edge, AJ, oh, yeah. and the Good right. Brothers.
1: Let's oh, throw Beth in there. So Yeah,
2: six. Six, four. six on four. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations, so, W. <laughs> I never thought I'd, we would see the day where the bad guy's stable is outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. What the
3: hell? I and mean, they'll still win.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll still outsmart those good guys.
1: Well, I mean, the bad part is you got, I mean, you got A guy that's barely, like, been in the business. And nobody's going to believe that he's going to beat his dad when that
2: match finally happens.
3: And that's the way it's going to end.
2: And here's the question. Because he was getting booed out of the building on uh, Saturday. Go away heat like Baron Corbin was. Or is he actually getting heat? I mean, I don't know. He's
1: getting booed. I mean, very few people, I guess, are probably actually into the kid. I mean, at one time I was, but what they're doing with him now is complete and utter bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, again, it's now six on four. So when the good guys figure that out, That team should never win again. Because you should always have six people at ringside.
2: Monday night, if we can go forward to to look back at what we're talking about. Monday night, AJ Styles gets called out by Finn Balor. Balor says it's time to make a choice. He gives the ultimatum. You're either joining Judgment Day or you suffer our wrath. AJ feigns and says, okay, I am truly my brother's keeper here in the WWE. He hugs Finn Balor. It seems like he's joining Judgment Day. And then honestly, I really liked how he did this, even though I'm I got some questions. He says, I never said I was talking to you or something like that and out come Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. First off, want to call bullshit to Carl Anderson, who said, We'll never, ever go back to WWE. They screwed us. They screwed us. They fucked us. Bah, 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 bah. Doc Gallows said the same thing. Much love to Doc Gallows as I've interviewed him before. But uh, come on, guys. Never is a strong word to say in pro wrestling. We all know that. But hey, I, I hope to God there were a lot of zeros on that check. Carl Anderson currently the never-open-weight champion in New Japan. Doc Gallows, um, I don't know the status of their deal, but yeah. Now we've got AJ and the Good Brothers, Rey Mysterio, Beth Phoenix, and Edge against the Judgment Day. So that's how we got the six, folks. Guys, your thoughts on the Good Brothers coming back. Right. I mean,
3: I I like the good brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, Always been a fan of the club. But like for you saying that, oh, they never, they said they never go back. They never go back. Well, there's a lot of people that will go back Mm -hmm. if the right numbers are there or the opportunity. Because, I mean, I think their stint in Impact and being on AEW, back and forth, back and forth, they learn that Tony Khan is not going to hire them right now. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think maybe there's a part of them that's like, hey, we'll go to Impact, we'll do this storyline, and we'll end up with an AEW contract, and we'll be with our friends, and all will be right with the world. You know, because we all, you know, we all said that back in the day that, oh, hey, you know, oh, they should go to AEW. But maybe they saw that, you know what, we're not going to AEW. He's not going to sign us right now. So we're also not getting any younger.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. This is very true. You know? Both of them in their 40s.
3: You know, so, um, and I know Carl Anderson, you know, I know Carl Anderson has young kids mm-hmm. or You know, a family. Maybe he's just got to that point. He's like, you know what? AJ's got it pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) AJ can
2: play video games
3: and travel when he wants to.
2: And for some fans that have said, you know, hey, this was a uh, good brothers against Vince McMahon thing and Paul Heyman thing. But it was Triple H, Brian, that said to him, hey, I see you guys staying here and taking care of your families. And making, making this the end, your retirement here, making this your home. And then, of course, they get summarily fired during the pandemic.
1: I mean, some people just never learn, right? Because, yeah. uh, so to me, it doesn't really matter, like, what he said or, uh, you know, what... What Vince may have said, or who fired who, the fact of the matter is that it was a bloated roster, and they Mm -hmm. didn't know what they were doing with them. Right. And now we are very much walking back into a bloated roster. Getting vinegar by the week. Yes. And their first move is against probably the worst faction you have. Okay, well that yeah sounds <laughs> like you're gonna go far, kid.
2: <laughs> hey, they could they could still make a run for the NXT tag titles. <laughs> yeah, and, and again though,
1: and again, right? So nobody thought of or oh, the the numbers are not right here. We, mm-hmm. um, um, no, we didn't put anybody on the shelf.
3: Uh, oh, oh, well, oh, and here's
2: crap. the thing, tag team wise, what are you gonna put Alpha Academy in Judgment Day? Who's left? <laughs> Street Profits—they're—they're they're on TV, but they're really their thing is still with the Usos. Viking Raiders—one of them's out with injury. The New Day on SmackDown. Alpha Academy—they're typically on Raw, but they're tied up with uh, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Who's left? You got nobody else.
3: Need to put Gargano and Champa together.
2: Ah, uh, yes. I have a feeling we we will see that at some point. Well,
1: I, I mean, again, though, you you come back to a roster that is rapidly growing. Mm-hmm. And you come back at a time where, if you think about it, the Wyatt Six or whatever you're calling it now, Right. Is about to be pushed to the moon if they're smart. Mm-hmm. Which means you probably got no room for them tag team titles going around the Good Brothers' waist. Agreed. Agreed. So you're going to be stuck in a, a feud probably, probably going on WrestleMania with Balor and them. Because you got Jesus. nothing else to do with them.
2: Can you imagine that stretching from now to Mania? Good Lord. What wow. else to do with them?
1: Half the roster is tied up in this feud.
2: Mm-hmm. The Raw roster. Right, right. That's a good point. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I think you'll see
3: Edge and... I think you'll see edge being one of the ones that kind of becomes a spokesperson for the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of a, take a step back role. But I mean, I agree. It's like, it kind of reminds me of back in the Monday night wars and it was sting and flair versus the NWO that grew every week. You know, like we're not bringing anybody to help you sting Luger and flair. <laughs> but
2: we're gonna bring in.
3: Oh look, eight more people in the NWO. Right, right.
2: Which Eric Bischoff continuously claims that was the right move because we were growing and we were. No, you, you, you were, you were bloated. That's <laughs> what, so, calling it what it is. Um, yeah. when your
3: faction's big enough, do you split it off into two other factions?
1: Well, no, but he would have been okay had they gone with the original plan for Thunder.
2: Right, for it to be an actual separate company kind of a bunch. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's where he screwed up.
3: Anyway, let's... I digress.
2: That big one. Fight Pit, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Screw um, that. This, this was the main event. It wasn't that great. I am glad to see Riddle had won, but whatever. The real story, the real moment of the night comes at the end where they do the fake out complete with the credits, you know, the little logo at the bottom of the screen, and then the lights go off. And then we hear Michael Cole asking Graves, are, are we still on the air? Then we hear the familiar voice of Bray Wyatt singing. He's got the whole world in his hands, but he's doing it in a way that is considerably more sinister. It's my new word of the week than it had been in the past. Um, We see of multiple cameos of different people dressed up as a real life version of the Firefly Funhouse, including Huskus the Pig, uh, Mercy the Buzzard, Ramblin' Rabbit, Sister Abigail, even see the old burnt up mask of the Fiend. Then we see somebody dressed up as the Fiend. We go to this This doorway in the middle of the entranceway. Which I'll agree with you, Jim Cornette. It was kind of out of nowhere. Um, It did seem a little random. But honestly, I thought this return was really, really well done. I feel like this was a great opportunity to show just how incredibly popular Bray Wyatt is. And Bray Wyatt is indeed back with WWE. He is scheduled to be on SmackDown on Friday uh, they played a promo on Monday, which was basically the phrase was revel in who you are. And now Friday we're scheduled to see Bray Wyatt. Um, we're back to what appears to be the Cape fear version of Bray Wyatt, the old, the old Bray Wyatt. What do you guys think of that?
3: I mean, that was where he had his popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I happy to see Ray Bryant back? Yes. Am I excited, possibly, of what could happen? You know, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they brought Braun Strowman back, and they brought you know, like they're bringing these people, but like, what are they gonna do with them? Right. You know, like I would love for that that fight pit match to be the last time we ever see. Matt Riddle on TV, but it ain't happening.
2: Oof. Okay.
3: You could get on the same plane as all the others and just go to the Dean's
2: private island or whatever. But um, <laughs> he's upgraded. He had a house. Now he's got an island.
3: Hey. You know, Matt Riddle can go hang out with Ryback for all I care. Um, oh,
2: damn. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> but it's just in, like like Brian's been saying. You know. They're bringing back people,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but they're bringing back people. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, a lot
3: of like, people. Like, but they're not only bringing back a lot of people, but they're bringing back top, people. yeah, big people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you brought back Braun, you're bringing back Bray. You're bringing, you know, like now you got the Good Brothers, and you've got like, what are you going to do with these people? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, not everybody can be champ. Now, granted, I've always said Bray Wyatt didn't need to be champ. But then you turned him into the fiend and then you turned Alexa Bliss into whatever she was. Mm
2: -hmm. And then you got rid of Bray and left Alexa Bliss the way she was. Like, like, come on now. Yeah, she got screwed in that whole deal.
3: You know, and she's finally getting back to a character that everybody's like, all right, that's Alexa. And now you're bringing Bray back. So, Mm -hmm. We'll see, but now right. if they do back, bring back crazy, crazy Alexa to work with crazy Bray. Hey,
2: I would like to see that. I'd like to see her back would involved.
1: She, with just, that. she just turned face. Mm-hmm.
2: Why would you turn her back heel? Which you know they're going to
1: do. But again, that's dumb.
2: Do Do you think that they're going to keep Bray as a heel then?
3: i don't think they need to put ray in either one
2: ray's character is down the middle
1: right but he's not a face there's nothing he's ever done to put him on the face side of the fence Mm -hmm. nothing but again he's like mjf he just gets cheered because people (laughs)
3: dig his character
2: right right
3: I mean, you remember when we would we would see him. He's the bad guy, but he got bigger pop than the good guy. Including John Cena. Right. Sorry, my uh, Echo Dot just randomly started playing Danger Zone from Top Gun.
2: Hey, hey.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, as far as I'm something.
2: concerned, that ending
1: mm-hmm. was lackluster. Really? So, so let me let me let me ask you something. I want you to really think about this. Right? Sure. All right. So lights go out. Uh huh. Okay. Kind of cool. We all know who it is, though, right? Wasn't hard to guess who it was.
3: Sure. It was the worst kept secret.
1: Right. So they show you the six or five different characters,
3: right? Mm hmm.
1: You don't know who they are. They don't do anything but stand there. For all you know, they're they're local talent. Here, put the mask on, good, right? Right, so he comes out and he doesn't do anything, he just pops a crowd. Mm -hmm. So, we waited all this time, and all you're gonna do is bring him out to pop a crowd. You're not gonna have him go down there and maybe catch Riddle in the aisle
3: and sweet Abigail.
1: Or or Seth and catch Seth, mm-hmm. You're sister. You're just energy. gonna have yeah. to come with the
3: lantern and be like, uh, "Here I am." It had almost been better for it to go black, and then the lights come back on. Well,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and the only light in the arena is the lantern in the middle of the aisle,
2: right? Or in and the cage like, with
3: the Riddle. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Or in the yeah, in the cage with Riddle or something.
3: Like Riddle's laid out, and the only thing left is the laner.
1: Yeah. I mean, and Riddle and Rollins are on Raw, right? Mm-hmm. So why not book a SmackDown main event? Because if he's going to SmackDown, you could have done that. You could have kind of done what you did with Cross and Drew.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: you see what I'm saying like, maybe that was the problem with the good brothers the whole time they're supposed to be on Smackdown but they just <laughs> <laughs> they forgot travel arrangements <laughs> travel got messed up
1: I mean no interaction with anybody he doesn't get on the mic You just did it to pop a crowd
2: right right I, I, I think this speaks a lot to what you said earlier about the roster being so bloated there, what are you going to do with him now Great, he's back, and I love the fact that he's back, but what the hell are you going to do with him? You can't well, tell mean, me he comes out there next month and beats Roman. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. Uh, WWE booking, something tells me,
1: and I don't know if I said this before, but I think Sammy's the plant.
2: I think you're right on that. I think Sammy is, but I, I like I said at the top of the show, I think Sammy could honestly, <laughs> if they do this right, he could be the next like Daniel Bryan type story.
1: Oh yeah, but I, I mean I don't know I don't I don't I don't know what scenario where he gets the title, but mm-hmm. I honestly think he's a plant for somebody. And that this whole thing has been like a work just to get close to Roman so that if, when it's time he can stick the knife in Roman's back.
2: I mean at one point I might have said that he was Cody's plant. But with so many people back, it's hard to say.
3: Now, I would love to see a Cody versus Bray series. That with could Cody being, With Bray being the chaser.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's he chasing them for?
3: Because Bray's crazy and he likes to torment people.
1: Yeah, but, but again, Bray's popularity at this point in time is the highest it's probably ever been.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you don't do anything with them, then that popularity starts to diminish a little bit, drop a little bit. If you start putting them in these stupid storylines like with uh, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. all it takes is one or two of those and he goes right back to where he was. I mean that's see, the
3: same thing. You could say the same for Cody. No,
1: you know, I, if Cody I hadn't
3: gotten hurt, you know.
1: But well, if Cody has has doesn't get hurt, then we don't know where where he could be. But True. again, I think Cody is a cheap pop as well.
2: I think right now the trajectory, unless something glaring happens, is Cody wins the Rumble, challenges Roman, but with Bray back. To your point, Brian, I think that you've only got a limited period of time to do something to capitalize on that popularity that you know we're, that I was just talking about. Um, if you don't, it's very quick that he'll slide down that mountain. And, but I do wonder if maybe Triple H is the guy that would recognize we have to do something right away. But what do you do? Good question.
3: You got both your belts yeah. on one guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Who, and, you,
3: who, and the one guy has, what, six people with him? Yep. Right. right. And he's been built up for the last two years to be unbeatable because his family, the people around him will do whatever.
2: Right. And we're not talking so unless Lacky, you're bringing we're talking an actual army. <laughs>
3: right. So, like, unless you're bringing in Bray to start playing mind games on people to wh- whittle them out one by one.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like kind of like what Brian was saying. Could we see Sammy like win Money in the Bank as saying, "Hey, you know," them saying, "Go get the briefcase to keep it secure," and then the W official comes out going, "Well, you now you have the Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm.
4: You
3: know, you're the Money in the Bank. You know." So they build it up, and then he went, he beats him somehow, you know, but. I mean I agree with Brian. I think Sami Zayn is is the key there. How Roman's gonna lose. Um I was thinking it was gonna be Kevin Owens.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know that Sami Zayn goes, he's 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 my friend for first, you know. Mm-hmm. But um
1: But but the problem is now with Bray back in the picture, and again I okay, we'll throw Cody the mix. To and me, Owens now falls that much further down the ladder. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And
1: you also got Braun. Well, so must... Yeah, but I don't know if Braun gets
3: an actual shot at him. I mean, unless they somehow before Mania break the belts one belt off of Roman Reigns. You got everybody fighting for one position. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title Practically non-existent. Well, you know? no, because didn't. Well, Seth. B.
1: Seth beat Lashley
3: on Monday after
1: Brock.
2: Yeah, well, now
1: Lashley.
2: we didn't even mention that. Now Brock Lesnar's back, like for crying yeah. out loud. Who's left?
1: Well, yeah, and wasn't. But now he's a bad Paul Hogan's next week, <laughs> right? But but Brock was a good guy, and now he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. with like just flipping because he was at home on his tractor (laughs) so forget the feud with Roman Reigns that we were going through Mm
4: -hmm.
1: now he's now he's he's jumping on Bobby Lashley for no apparent reason whatsoever oh I got an old pickle in my belly from 18 years ago when we first met or whatever it is 13 years ago or whatever
3: you didn't treat me right Yeah,
1: I I mean, again, the the crazy booking is starting to happen because, again, we have way too many people at the top now. And your roster is bloated and getting bigger and fatter every day.
3: Unless it's some kind of crazy mind game of, all right, Brock, your contract states, you have so many dates a year. Yeah. I'm going to use them up so I don't have to use you anymore. You know, like, well, well this could... two more this year. Boom! All right, you're coming into SmackDown.
2: Bam! There you go. This uh-huh. could be this could be their way of getting him to Crown Jewel. Takes on Bobby Lashley because you know that their big money is you know from the Crown Jewel events. So coming back from Saudi, what, maybe next is uh, the Rumble and then Mania for Brock, and then he's done.
3: Well, now you've already beat. You've already set up. If Brock and if Brock and Lashley go into the Rumble now you've already set up how they're going to get out of the Rumble right you know Bobby Lashley's going to be in the ring and they've done this storyline with Bobby Lashley and him before where they just beat the shit out of each other right and they eliminate each other you know that oh now our big guys are out now somebody else can win but and and it'll probably end up being one person and the entire bloodline is is Brock the guy you just want to use up
1: his dates on? Or do you want to try and string him out some?
2: I think in this situation, you kind of have to string him out because you've got to wait and see what happens next. Like, you've well, got that, so I'm, many people lined up, yeah. but everybody's busy. Everybody's dance cards full.
3: They already know what's next because normally yeah. the WWE books for about a year out. And that's the thing that what's been, happened in this last year in between now and when they started booking this shit and writing contracts, you know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like nobody a year ago would have foreseen Vince and all this, you know, nobody would have foreseen Triple H having a damn near death heart attack and being gone and then coming right. back, you know, so... But- Nobody would have foreseen Bray coming back to the WWE, you know. But well, what I'm saying is, do you want Brock on the free agent market? No. I wouldn't want him on the free agent market, but I would want him on the shelf. Like I would I would have him under contract but at home. You know, makes sense? He would be my in case of emergency, I'm going to break and I'm going to bring Brock. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I would imagine there's probably a year clause on it, also. Yeah.
3: Well, but guys, I don't we... see any other company picking up. I don't see AEW oh. picking up Brock. Are Are you really? I would. I do not see AEW bringing Brock Lesnar in.
2: Oh, I think Tony Khan is salivating at that option.
1: Uh, yeah, I think even Impact would be ponying yeah. up money for Brock. Yeah.
2: They'd be like robbing banks to bring Brock Lesnar, and I think Brock Lesnar would be in demand.
1: To Japan, oh, yeah. there's so many out there.
2: I mean, he's got he's got a lot to offer, even in limited capacity. He's kind of like a, I won't say like a Goldberg, but he's one of those guys you could bring in even for limited runs.
1: Yeah, in the style of match, he can keep going for years.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. he either, you know, wrestles a like a match with a bunch of suplexes in his favor where mm-hmm. he just goes out there and just wrecks people. Yeah.
2: Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week on Corner to Corner. Man, nice to not be cut off. We get to decide how we close these things out. I like that. You better. won't close me out. <laughs> Catch up with us at C2C Radio Show on Twitter. Catch up with the show at C2CRadioShow.com. Uh, Rob is at Rob Hefner C2C on Twitter. Brian is on Twitter at Vlad Druggle C2C. I'm at Stan Grubb on Twitter as well. That's going to do it. spell it. V L A D D R A G O O L C2C for Vlad <laughs> Druggle. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week right here at Spreaker.com and C2CRadioshow.com. Have a great night, everybody.